Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Thursday's edition of the Tennis Scottish Football Podcast. The podcast that is now attracting the great and good of Scottish football after our wonderful interview with Steve Clark, uh, which you can now catch. That was the last show, but you're going to be a bit disappointed because we don't have anyone of that ilk for tonight. But we are joined by our great leader, leader once again. He is back, Mr. Craig Fowler. Hello, Welcome. Tony. Hello, how are you doing? I'm good, thank you. Are you recovering? you feeling good after... Uh, feeling good is a stretch. Yeah. I'm not dreadful. The jet lag's not too bad. Uh, I'm still sweating a bit in my sleep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All that alcohol. Yeah. Literally drank every single day yeah, and drank was... for about ten days before left as well because it was Christmas. So are you getting better at this? Because I know you, Fowler, and I know how badly you. I, I was only sick once the wow. entire trip. Uh, it was quite spectacular, to be fair. It was uh, vomiting into a hedge just outside Chiang Mai Airport. <laughs> oh. 32. And it wasn't even, <laughs> it wasn't even that hungover overall. It was just the fact that I had to get up. It was the night before. We'd stayed a bit later than we'd previously planned. I think we got back to the hotel about half 12 and had to get up again at like 7. So it just wasn't enough recovery time. But yeah. Well, that's absolutely fine, Phil. You're improving. So this stag do we've got coming up, maybe you're going to be able to do it. <laughs> I'm going to bring an entire box of Diola lights with me. <laughs> Take one every, every 10 minutes. <laughs> And we are also joined by a man who has made, read more books than I've had hot dinners. And if you saw the photo of me at the Parliament today, that's a lot of fucking books. It's, <laughs> uh, it's uh, Duncan Mackay. Hello, how are, we? how are we doing? I'm grand, I'm grand. And how are you doing today, Duncan? What have you been up to? Uh, working. That's, it's not been exciting. Yeah, no, no, time, no spewing in hedges for you. <laughs> no, no holidays. Um, no. Um, went to see Little Woman actually on Tuesday. How was that? Uh, I enjoyed it. I Cried twice and welled up about fifteen times. So that was pretty, pretty good. I mean, for me. there's a lot of movies I fancy right now. I suppose it's that season. Eh? It's Oscar, Aye, Oscar season yeah. when they all come yeah. out. So uh, I'm big on that one. So that could be actually lead us on to a hottie or naughty. Craig, we'll start with you. Your hottie is Thailand. Uh, I know you just, uh, you just gave us a little, a little uh, taste of it. But how was it in general? What did you actually get up to apart from spewing and hedges, Ryan <laughs> uh, hedges? Th- Thailand's uh, uh, an incredible place. Uh, I mean. 
mean, what more can you want than brilliant weather for the most, pretty much for all of it? I mean, the temperature, I didn't realise as well until I looked online, temperature in Thailand pretty much stays consistent the entire year. Because uh, mm-hmm. it's kind of a tropical place, near, fairly near the equator. It's, average temperatures don't really dip below 30 at any point and don't really go above like 35. You do actually have a tan as well. Yeah, I do. I actually have quite an impressive tan for You're me. You're quite a naturally tan guy though. Yeah, I but I usually say. avoid the sun because I'm sleeping I'm until 5 o'clock yeah. <laughs> and thrown up in hedges. <laughs> um, yeah, but this was the dry season when you go at this time. So mm-hmm. it kind of rains consistently for a few months during the summer. Uh, so, but it was. We still, I had a few rainy days, but I would only say about three over the entire three weeks. Too so, bad when you're there for three weeks because then you got an excuse to put Netflix on. You know, like, <laughs> I don't feel guilty. <laughs> well, we're doing. I think when it was raining as well, it was earlier in the trip we were doing a few more activities and stuff. Like so, saw elephants. I uh, went yeah, kayaking in pretty much the open ocean. How did you find that? I was I was quite good at kayaking. I was surprisingly good at kayaking. I was fucking terrible. I done it in a. <laughs> I done it in the Mekong Delta in um, in Cambodia. I was going to see Irrawaddy dolphins, uh, so like there's only like ninety of them left. They look like sort of penises. Really okay, uh, and <laughs> penis a, dolphins. Yeah, and then me and Mandy shared a cat. The like, guy, have you ever cat before? I was like once when I was like in the Scouts or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, uh, on the Union Canal. <laughs> uh, so I done it, and me and Mandy absolutely atrocious, just going round in circles, uh, and then we ended up in like all the. All the bugs and all that, because you go into all the grassy bits at the side. Mandy's screaming, it was hellish. And then the guy just had to take us away. And we'll go and get a boat for those two fat idiots. <laughs> <laughs> and you can just come over, come and see us. So yeah, I didn't have the best experience with kayaking. Yeah, well, when we first went out, it was Ariane and myself and Ariane at front of me at the back. And Ariane was just terrified the entire time. So it, was just, it just made it bad, though, because she just kept overreacting to everything. Every time we slightly edged towards the left, which was open water, or the right, which was like the... Like uh, not caves, but kind of oh, kind of caves. Yeah, yeah. But it I wasn't of, there, so when it kind of comes, the kind of outline of the of the rock kind of comes below, so you can kind of go underneath it. Oh, yeah. So you're I'm, still. I'm sure there's a geolo- there is a geology. There is definitely Any Scottish football man. Any any time she went closer, like any time we went closer to that, she fucking panicked, and I was just like, if you panic, we're going to fucking fall in the water. See that ruin that ruins it because it's like uh, when you share a bike. When yeah. you go to these countries and you're driving and you can tell they're shit or so and they start grabbing you. Oh no, that, I had to right, do that. I am actually driving. That was that was another experience as well in Colata and Ariane shitting herself every time I try to turn a fucking corner. No. Like, I'm fine. I've got this. <laughs> it's not actually hard. It's a twisting goal. There's, it's funny though when you're doing it because you are shitting yourself. When you first go on and then you just see a six year old boy driving. Back. <laughs> <laughs> How hard can it really be? <laughs> you can't even reach the bloody thing. But I, but I went out kayaking bus. Not just. My myself but like they offered it for people later on the tour as well and I was like yeah I'll do it again just myself this time please <laughs> <laughs> you go lie in a fucking beach. I'd like to enjoy it <laughs> <laughs> uh, also done a bit where I had to swim through a cave to get to a hidden beach that was what the fuck was that uh, where was that off of I think that was Colant as well no that was Komuk so we visited six different places and there's a few other things. We were in Chiang Mai for New Year as well. So saw the lanterns going off. That was pretty cool. Yeah, it's cool. I like that, it. That was yeah. very cool. I'm trying to think. There was probably loads of other things we've done, but I'm just kind of forgetting them now. So you had such a good time that you came back and wrote an article slamming Scottish football. Oh, yeah, yeah. I see that today. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, I, think, I do. I Why was, do you hate Scottish football so <laughs> much, Greg? Also, no, but there's actually, there's another point to be made. Is that I enjoy that Fowler is so invested in Scottish football that he also um, get, has his holidays with his future wife during the winter break. <laughs> 
Yeah, which I thought was a sort of sweet. Uh, really. is, what a break in the summer. Yeah, but then you got pissed off because you missed it so much that you wrote an article <laughs> slamming it. Um, which I, I, I read a bit of it before I came in. I was defending you on Twitter without even reading it. Uh, to, the, to some catering company who <laughs> decided to slag, have a go at you for slagging off. Call me an arsehole. Yeah, yeah. Well, just what we need another arsehole slagging off Scottish football. Yeah, That's we do. So yeah, Thailand's great. But also, the, one of the best things about Thailand is the fact that the, cheap, the food is incredibly cheap. And very tasty ah, as well. Thai, Thai food's great, and uh, the drinks just uh, incredibly cheap. What were we on? Chang's or no? I preferred Leo's. Leo's are better. Leo's are better. More refreshing. They're crisper. Singer, if I couldn't get a Leo. Uh, Chang's are the worst the of the worst three. One, uh, it's very much piss water. I'm drinking a lot of cocktails though, because cocktails are only like three quid. Yeah, and it's just hard when you're like. Because you end up, you end up actually end up spending a lot of money because I was just basically paying what I would pay for a drink back here. Yeah, but it's just because it's a cocktail instead. Like, I'm gonna, I'm oh, gonna, I'm so fancy. When am I going to get the chance to fucking have white, loads of white Russians for three quid each? Oh, white Russians are the bloody best. And some places, and some places, the white Russians were shite. Some places that were outstanding. So you were just the dude hanging out on the, <laughs> for the big Lebowski. White Russians, margaritas. Uh, I was just picking random things off the menus uh, as well. Coming out, some of them coming out like. Purple colour. Like, I'm not even sure what that's in that, but fuck it. I'll shove it. it in my body. Who the fuck cares? <laughs> have you got any hotties or noughties, Duncan? I didn't didn't plan for this, so I'm not going to have a go at you. If you're if you're panicking, just go for Little Women. I was good to you. Has anything annoyed me? Nah, I don't. Think I'm I'm quite placid at the moment, and nothing's been that extended. You're always placid. I think it was mentioned in the group chat today about how you're just such a, a lovely man. You don't see the you don't see the wrong in anything. Oh, no, I see oh, a lot of people just keep that under wraps. <laughs> Right, I suppose we can do Scottish football now, eh? Uh, <laughs> if we've got another naughty, we can do Finn Russell. Oh, on you go. Yeah, you were just... I think it. I just don't think that's a, I don't think that's a naughty. I think that's a hottie. Well, he's been bloody naughty. Um, <laughs> I was... Uh, yeah, we were we were left downstairs for five minutes as this all erupted further. So, for someone who's ignorant of well, the whole it, thing, it it's came earlier, to me. It came out earlier today that Finn Russell, the Scottish rugby fly half, I think. Uh, he wears well, number 10 yeah that's why half right, uh, yeah. was uh, wide receiver he's <laughs> <laughs> six nations quarterback uh, <laughs> he's six nations point guard <laughs> yes, I, I, I know nothing apart from football <laughs> it's now become basketball yeah, yeah, it's yeah, American yeah, football there's similarities I don't, know, I don't know anything uh, did yeah. he get a birdie <laughs> <laughs> Well, he might have well he's pushing. Yeah, I'm sure. Maybe that's why he missed the training section. That, that would actually be worth doing it for, as opposed to just a hangover. Anyway, he, uh, yeah, he. It came out earlier today that he his Six Nations campaign is in doubt uh, because he was sent home from Scotland for breaking protocol, as they put it. Then he <laughs> protocol, no getting wrecked, missing <laughs> training, protocol everywhere. That didn't, that didn't come out. It's not like don't, a, not just for sports. Turn up to work, wrecked. Right. 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 Oh, bloody sportsmen. I think they were trying to keep the, the reasons under wraps at that point. But why? Then... It's twenty twenty. Like there's no yeah. danger. Like if we're you got wrecked, if you got wrecked publicly. Someone's going to have it on the camera phone oh. somewhere. Like, it eventually came out. caught with James McPake in no time. <laughs> it came out a few. <laughs> so it finally came out a few years later. Apparently he missed a training session because he was out on a bevy session the night before. All right. We've been there. That makes me want to watch. I'm crack on another bullet in the heart of rugby. After all the cheating and stuff like that. And the cheating for What we should really week. do is go back to... To Bloodgate. No, so. to 20, 2009 when uh, McGregor and Ferguson got 
been from Scotland and just see if there was any rugby columnists given out at that point about sure, it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, sure so. you and Murray had something to say I'd imagine <laughs> <laughs> is he like no he's golf is it golf maybe yeah. he does I don't know. that shows how little I know about other sports I concentrate on Scottish football because it's the bloody best fella no matter what articles you write <laughs> and we're going to kick off with a horrendous game at the top <laughs> <laughs> you're the third and fourth best teams uh, in the country the third and fourth best teams in the country and it was a Aberdeen nil, uh, Motherwell won, which, with all things considered, is no matter what kind of game it was, that's an absolutely massive result for Motherwell. Uh, it's like a four-point gap now they've got yeah. uh, on Aberdeen, and I mean, m- I think overall a draw might have been fair for this, but Aberdeen were so poor that I doubt even their fans would be trying to claim they were unjustly done by by losing this game. You have to remember as well that Motherwell were missing so many players on attack and even lost a couple in this game. Uh, yeah, Illich came on and then he had to get subbed yeah. off for Moody. And Long's yeah, and then Long Chris Long, I was uh, subbed off in the first half. They're already without Seedorf, Hilton, uh, Cole. Brilliant. They've got Hibs next. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> so Motherwell had been at full strength, might have caused Aberdeen a bit more problems. They obviously still won the game, but there was only really four chances throughout the match, two for each side. And Aberdeen are just rubbish. Aberdeen are absolutely pish. They're absolutely fans. I was reading their fans thing just before we came in, and there's rumours that uh, McInnes, there are rumours, I don't know, I'm just saying them, but there was enough of them on there for me to think something of it that he told the fans to fuck off and they wouldn't stand. There was at least six posts saying that that happened. That will not get people to the red shed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had all the fireworks at the weekend and now we're back to good old McInnes bringing everyone down. Um, and it's just, it's, it's, it's not good for Motherwell because if you look um, for Aberdeen side, because uh, I think I was speaking off here, you were saying that they were pretty yeah, direct. They were, especially early on, they were just so. But with that team, the, uh, it makes no sense to me. I'm seeing that they've got McGeoch. For the first time, they've obviously got McGee, Ojo and Ferguson, which I'm going to guess is going to be their first choice there's, there's one midfield. Problem, there is one problem with that midfield in that there's a lack of kind of penetration. Yeah. There, there's a bunch of guys who... McGee, I think, he, he can take the ball forward and do things, but he's mainly known for kind of recycling possession in front of the back four. Ojo's kind of the same. He can be penetrating in terms of runs he makes due to his energy, but he's not, he's not known as a creative player. And Ferguson probably does his best work kind of further back as well. He was in number 10. He's more combative. Yeah, and I've barely seen Ferguson as ineffective for Aberdeen as he was in this game. But you think he'd want to, with, that, with, those, with those types of players in there, at least to want to play through the midfield and get and then get the ball into your wide players' They tried to do that a little later on, but it didn't really work. By that point, Motherwell were 1-0 up and already had something to defend. So maybe had Aberdeen started that way, things might have been better for them. But early on, there was just so many just aimless and I mean it. I mean, you, you hear fans say the word aimless a lot in terms of long balls. Aberdeen really were early on. It was just kicking it anywhere yeah. forward. And the, basically, and when I say the general vicinity of Cosgrove, I mean literally just the final third. Mm. And, oh, you go do something with that. It was so bad. Yeah. Scott McKenna, especially in the first 20-odd minutes, oh, his distribution was Christoph Berra-esque. <laughs> okay, what, that's yeah, what, wow. what was concerning was the post-match interview I heard with McInnes and he was saying basically uh, it's really difficult when Cosgrove's not playing at his best and it's like there was even you've, you've, had, you've, had, you've had quite a while to come up with a different <laughs> approach you've had nearly a, a decade like, what were you doing you <laughs> paid more money than like, anybody else in Scottish yeah, football than Rangers and Celtic what were you doing by a mile as well what, what were you doing in Dubai like, <laughs> it's like you've, you've just had a couple of weeks off <laughs> there's nothing else to do in Dubai <laughs> apart from train <laughs> I am bored in this vacuous place <laughs> um, but yeah so I mean what's the so they're desperate to get um, Kennedy in 
and I can but said that you think that's, that's, that's going to happen ships here. and that's definitely what they need but even I'm thinking of Kennedy and the team playing as sort of number 10 to get that yeah, link yeah. as you're saying but I think we know in our heart of hearts he won't be getting used there he'll be getting used <laughs> it's, it, he'll probably take Gallagher's place uh, yeah. and it'll be him and McGinn playing yeah. at Wembley Cosgrove and then you've got the exact same team yeah pretty much just yeah. with a better winger in fairness it is better than Gallagher and yeah. Gallagher's not I think any good teams, really but, uh, McGinn tried to kind of be that kind of central creative force because he drifted inside quite a lot and I think that was probably a tactic but he didn't not a lot came off for him and because he couldn't get anything going nobody else was having any chance and even when I mean Cos to say that Cosgrove's not playing at his best yeah he, I mean he didn't do an awful lot but he still had a, a couple of moments he, he, I think Aberdeen's Certainly, the the chance had in the first half with Constantine. That was that was Cosgrove just mm-hmm. winning a flick on from a ball into the box. So Cosgrove still did what he could. He just had, he had no support and really wasn't given a platform to succeed. So I'm not. I'm really kind of <laughs> that's really concerning for an Aberdeen mm-hmm. fan if you say like if Cosgrove's not going to be playing his best. Is this your um, only tactic, really? And that allies with conceding a really soft goal as well. Oh yeah, it's, it's not. It's not good. I mean, it's a great ball in from a. Polworth, who I know has been, according to um, a resident Motherwell fan, Graham, is saying that um, the fans aren't totally enamoured. I think it's, it seems to be very easy for fans to take against Polworth because, despite his obvious ability as well, despite his obvious ability and what he did for Inverness, fans often didn't take them there. There was the whole, whole thing yeah. where he, he kind of came out on social media and, and said to the fans, "You know, slag me off all you want, but don't slag off my family and all this mm. kind of stuff." So. He's, he's a type of player I think fans can easily dislike because he maybe he doesn't work the hardest for a centre midfielder or at he's least gives the, that he's impression. He's got Stevie Mallins. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he's quite that bad. <laughs> no, 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 but I can understand. But again, but I'd also retract that because I mean, his output's yeah ridiculous in terms and of he, assists. He was he was pretty. I think he was Motherwell's worst player up until shortly before the goal. He started to kind of come in a little bit more in the minutes leading up, then delivered a great ball for the goal. Then after that, he was he was all right. He, he wasn't anything brilliant, but he was decent. It's, I thought he's a highlights player. I mean, it's someone who doesn't watch Motherwell every single week. I see them enough, though, but just his weight of pass is so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, yeah. you saw the Long's goal in the cup uh, during the week. And you need somebody like that. When you've got so Donnelly well. and you've got Campbell, you need somebody yeah. who can pass the ball. Yeah, surely, there's, I mean, the, the, the legs they've got in there, they, they, can, they can have that. I don't want luxury. I'm going to refer to Liam Polworth as a luxury. But, <laughs> um, uh, but I think um, with, with his output and the fact that he's, his assists are through the roof over the last yeah, few years, not, surely they can hold him with, with those players. In, in terms of his all-round game, he's not David Turnbull, but then not many players are going to be. No. no. So uh, I want to say, though, that I, I just mentioned Donnelly. I thought Donnelly was uh, the best player in the park. He's he was just really active in front of the back four, getting to a lot of second balls, making a lot of interceptions, uh, driving play forward, scored the goal as well. Uh, he was good. The defenders, both centre half backs, played well against Cosgrove. Like I said, Grimshaw Cosgrove was, was back in the team, wasn't he? Grimshaw as well? was Grimshaw was actually probably the second best player behind Donnelly. He was really good. He, mm. he, a lot of as he does a lot of drive. That's yeah, all really. I like Grimshaw. Grimshaw. I like Grimshaw and Carroll. <laughs> uh, like I know they're not perfect, but I just like both. They're just absolute workhorses in there, <laughs> and they're good to watch. Motherwell uh, weren't, weren't great going forward, and that's probably what made this a pretty and, <coughs> game yeah, over. And yet Aberdeen could have. Got away with it. It, could have, it, could have been a draw if they'd been given that Stonewall penalty. Yeah, I didn't watch the replay, so which oh, one was this? The um, on Cal Gallagher on Constantine. It's a for me, it's a, it's a Stonewall, right. but um, 
it would have been undeserved. Yeah. And, uh, well, they might have deserved a point. But then um, Aberdeen fans wouldn't be able to moan as much, which would make them ultimately <laughs> unhappy. Yeah. Um, um, anyone ever want to add anything to that, or can we move swiftly on to the game? Uh, nothing, that's everything. Yeah, Duncan Mackay was at yesterday. I missed it because I was working, unfortunately, but Duncan was there, and that was Hibernian coming back from 1 0 down at half time to defeat Hamilton Ackies. Some part of me thinks that's a bit annoying, but that's for other reasons. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Duncan, how was that overall? Uh, the first 62 minutes Very were specific. possibly <laughs> some of the worst football I've seen Hibs play. Uh, I was about to say this decade, but this decade is only three oh, weeks yeah. old. Uh, and I know it's the last decade, <laughs> wow. Yeah, um, but it, it was it was awful. I think a team more capable and a bit more confident than Nackies would have gone in at halftime 3-4-0 up because mm. Hibs were so disjointed. Like it was... Um, David Gray was off it. Lou Stevenson was off it. Adam Jackson looks like he's a CGI-built uh, footballer. footballer that's slowly learning how to walk and run and stuff like that. That's uh, not what CGI is. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, when you're, like, when you're, like, you're on like... Uh, Madden like Madden 2004 and you have to build a player well, he's, he's a like, graphic he's, kind of, he's a graphic yeah, 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 yeah. That's like, uh, he's like, like Robert Robert De Niro in the ah. Irishman he's really slow when he's fighting <laughs> <laughs> he's actually 70 years old yeah. uh, CGI Adam Jackson the most annoying shite scenery you know, things that they can do in movies but you just make Adam Jackson out of scenery <laughs> Hey, this is Ron Gordon's influence. Yeah, yeah. Is, they said that Americans wouldn't have a, a chance at, at Hibs, but uh, Slivka was mince. Uh, Allen was not very good. Halberg as well. Halberg wasn't great. I mean, he was just kind of ineffectual. Just the passing was so inaccurate. People running the ball, running the ball out of play mm-hmm. more than once. Like it's, it's it, it a, seemed. I've not seen it again, but it seemed to me like a starting lineup that was. Built to be maybe methodical and to maybe take the advantage of the fact that Hibs are a better team than Aki's, but then you kind of saw the subs and the subs just suggested we need a bit of energy in here. Yeah, I mean, that, I think that was, the big, that was the big difference. I mean, Hibs started off the same as Aki's, you know, 4 2 3 1, and uh, just basically got battered because, it, like, Aki's were just quicker at turning over the ball and just ping, like, they, they recognised the balls down the sides. Yeah, and, and just over the top as well because a lot of the Hibs defence, this current Dad's Army reincarnation, <laughs> yeah, the, the turning pace of a tanker. Uh, you <laughs> you know, know, I like, so they were just like, they were going, they were just doing. Wait, Sorry, when McGregor comes back in, that we all just have the same back four we had in 2016. <laughs> <laughs> but except that they're all much older and Gray and McGregor are always all, injured. All plus 30. Like, yeah. it's like, um, I had them as 30 today, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. Yeah. So I, they just couldn't make their, their passes work. Um, and you know, the goal was kind of deserved, really. Like, it, was, it wouldn't have been, I genuinely would not have been harsh if Aki's had gone in 3 0. Uh, up at, at half time uh, that's the beauty uh, of a team like uh, well, the beauty yeah. of you're, you're a Hibs fan really is because Aki like you're saying they don't have the confidence and the will so even when they're that on top just like, they just don't yeah. have that quality to really put you to the sword exactly uh, like the goal like you're saying two or three goals up yeah, uh, I do like a Golgic long throw though that is one of my favourite sights in Scottish football How he, he absolutely launches he it he looked brilliant at right back until <laughs> Daryl Horgan came on and he was like I'm just going to stretch you a little bit now yeah, and yeah, then yeah. his legs were just uh, were just gone uh, Hibs were able like what they brought on uh, Omionga 
Newell and then seven minutes later Alan made way for, for Horgan and that was just like a flick in terms of Hibbs intensity it turns out mm. if you play against Hamilton and you zip the ball about quite fast and you're energetic you get some joy you can, you can get some, especially if you've got <laughs> someone like Martin Boyle yeah, uh, yeah so uh, it's not wasn't that surprising uh, Canberry was trying too hard like he was just trying to make things work he looked great uh, in the highlights in the second half yeah, I mean, I think that's my, the, the highlights rather. The, 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 he was involved in both goals. I think for the first goal, he was absolutely brilliant. With and, and again, I don't think Christian Dodge is ever going to score a good looking goal, but he's just, he's, I'm quite happy with him scoring ugly duckling goals. Like, well, yeah. He's just in the right it's place. Like 11 goals he's got this I know, it's, it's tremendous, and not one of them you would be that impressed with. But I, like, I think he's, no, he's, he's, he's hat trick goal against St Johnston with the I'm, bullet header was probably the best I've seen. And he gets down yeah. with that a bit. Yeah, but the rest is all in just is just his is working his arse off. And I think I'm quite the, happy with that. The, the sort of, we're going into the stats, and I know King Telford will be cringing right now, and I don't normally. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, I'm going with Dominic Scott Premiership. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, but um, I've noticed that he's in his XG, even though I don't really show anything. <laughs> that he's involved in the most in creating sort of chances than any other player in the league. I wouldn't yeah. surprise me because he he just does work. So either him creating or score or being and getting the chances, yeah. he's like the highest. So that that has to be a stable about his movement and how involved he is in all the Hibs attacks. And it's like he's one of those players that if he gets the right manager, Jack Ross, if you can iron out those rough edges and help him finish, then you've probably got a twenty goal season striker. Easy if he's that involved and he's got that many chances to score, then you've cracked it. But um, Hamilton, that's off the back of such a big victory against uh, Motherwell. Last thing, but I suppose this is just Hamilton. It's going to be up, down. But were you impressed enough to see them in the first half? To see them being able to move away? It's difficult because Hibs were that were that bad to mm. give an assessment. They were. I mean, Brian Rice came out and said that they were hard done by and stuff. They weren't really. By the time that Hibs kicked on in the last forty minutes of the game, like it was, it was like Hamilton just weren't mm. getting out of the half. Um, I think again. I think it's just the lean. The, the it's not. I don't. They're not. They're not carrying a small squad, but they're just carrying too many. Players that are too similar, like they're not, they've not got ways of switching well, balance, up. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, the balance isn't there. Like, I mean, I don't. I think that'll probably be Von Williams's last game. You'd think in goals, he didn't, he didn't do terribly, but like, you know, again, it was as soon as Hibs scored, it, it was just a case of not even Hibs scored after about fifty minutes. It was like we're going to try and slow the game down, and there was no no ambition really to get out the, out the half. And I think they were they were tiring a little. But um, just before we move on, uh, Ophira Marciano. Um, for the first goal, uh, I think there was a lot of people. I think it was terrible marking. Obviously, Goggins got a free header at the back post from a, from a corner, which is always bad. But he didn't look terribly convincing doing a star jump. <laughs> which is essentially what he done. Yeah, and that that uh, that corner came from one before where he didn't look particularly smart as well. You, you were, when he first arrived, in the six yard box, he was coming, taking and mm. taking confidently. He just seems to. Uh, I, I, w- I would start Bogdan to be honest because yeah. the thing is. It's, it's, because Maxwell's now gone, Maxwell's gone. Dan's in. I just think it's a weird one with Marshall because I mean, out off air on a chat, fellow was saying, is he overrated? And I was saying that he strikes almost very not not a great thing for a goalkeeper, but he's like streaky. He's, yeah. like, a, he's like a he's like a he's like a sort of Scottish Premiership striker. How you know how a lot of our strikers are streaky? They'll score like six or seven games on the bounce, or whatever, and then they go. 10 without scoring and he's sort of similar like he goes on two three months where he looks impenetrable saves absolutely everything and he is probably makes out of all the keepers in the league I still think he possibly makes some of the most outrageous saves that other keepers would make but yeah then he goes through periods where 
like he could, he's at fault for a lot, mm-hmm. and not even like they're not glaring errors all the time. You just but like, you can point when you look you at them to... closely. It's like what and like if you had a goalkeeping coach, especially, I think you would be able to tear them apart really for a lot of things. So yeah, maybe it's time to move. If you've got Bogdan in, who the last time was was super, yeah, 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 he barely made any mistakes for that period. But be interested to think and see how it goes because I know Shelley, uh, old Shelley Marciano. Uh, oh, people, <laughs> um, obviously seems to love it in Edinburgh and he was alluding to wanting a new contract in the media for the first time last week better then maybe yeah, uh, yeah maybe <laughs> like, normally when he's going well I don't hear a peep about wanting a new contract you know, <laughs> hear about people coming in and his agent starts chatting and now that he's gone shite oh I want a new contract I don't know about you offer I'm not sure about you <laughs> but we're going to go to Kilmarnock now up to Rugby Park where um, Kilmarnock were defeated 3-1 by Celtic with a uh, Lee Griffiths um, continuing his comeback with his second goal in two games. Craig Fowler, what do you think? Uh, it's certainly it's good for Celtic. Uh, <laughs> it's such a redundant thing to say. But is it good that the striker scoring? <laughs> it could be very key because I mentioned this on the Patreon, Joe and I did on Tuesday, that you kind of look at the... Pugger, I can remember his name. But you look at the pedigree of the new striker they brought in to kind of... Kind of add some more competition and he doesn't necessarily scream somebody who's going to really push Edward for the starting spot or allow Edward to rest when he, you know they've got Europe and they've got the Scottish Cup and they're still you know needing to win every single game in the league because Rangers are, are right there with them but if we know that Griffiths is capable of certainly doing that in Scottish Premiership when he's at his best if he can get back to that then that is huge for Celtic it means that Edward can take rest in some of the games at home uh, and then he can be you know, more fresher for the big games. Yeah. But the big thing with Griffiths is that he's kind of shown these wee flashes before in the last bit, ever since his kind of trouble started. And even you could probably go in before before the mental health stuff kind of came out, even then he was picking up a lot of injuries. It's just about keeping him fit. If he's going to be fit, under Lennon especially, he's going to be playing and he's, he's at least coming off the bench and he will chip in with goals. But it's just whether he can stay on the park. And uh, also interesting to see whether he gets uh, a citation for... Uh, <laughs> Throwing tape was it? Uh, yeah, yeah. 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 If, you're that, if you're that, it's kind of. I watched it. I was expecting it to be more enraged. Aye, but then I watched it. It's like almost like a naughty child take it off, throw it, in, and then run in the dugout. Which I laughed at because obviously we're um, taking abuse in that. I thought it was going to be like a oh, loving it in raging, but it was all quite silly. It was like an old man was going mental. Like the league, Scottish Premiership's back. <laughs> <laughs> um, I suppose Kilmarnock will look at this as, uh, well, for watching the highlights obviously we weren't able to watch the game Kilmarnock looked I th- decent in spurts I was watching last night so I could kind of I was turning around every time the commentator's voice rose they had the, uh, they had Celtic on maybe on the ropes a little strong but they, they gave Celtic some things to think about when the game was still at 0-0 and then again for a, a few minutes after they, they brought it back to 2-1 but as soon as Celtic scored the first you kind of thought oh well, here we go the it's just the way it is in the Scottish Premiership yeah. this, this campaign of something around just score the first goal decent, they're going to win the game it was a decent goal um, Edward's feet are like magnets they got lucky a couple of times huh. like I think um, Frimpong down the right was absolutely brilliant I mean he's such an incredible attacking outlet for them and his cross takes a deflection then Edward gets a little bit of luck and then he puts it in but uh, he's just such a wonderful player but there's about uh, yeah um, <laughs> we, we are all Jeremy Frimpong yeah. Yeah. yeah but I mean Griffith's goal is good, but Alec Bruce doesn't doesn't look. It's, it's never anywhere near him to make a challenge. Like, you yeah. know, the whole time it's like, 
He's a centre forward and you're a centre half. I'm pretty sure how this works is when uh, <laughs> when you're attacking, you should be kind of marking it. Oh, yeah. it's, it's also fair to say as well that Kamarnock's best goalkeeper this season is currently playing for Aloha Athletic. Yes, yes. I was from the highlights anyway, but I think from picking up what people were saying in the group chat as well. I would not be too impressed with a big Jan Jan in goals like he's uh... yeah because Corvin for the Lee Griffiths goal you would uh, he should save it let's let's be frank yeah. in the Kamarnock goal uh, and he's <laughs> just gonna like I know the rep- I know it's harder and uh, it feels speed time, yeah, yeah but the replays just make it look like he just literally just kind of pams it into the goals. <laughs> Uh, and I enjoyed uh, Kadamba's goal quite a lot. I like it when players sort of do something a bit left field in those scenarios and it's sort of quick thinking and he spins and headers the, the shot and I quite like that. And who knows, he could be a fine. He certainly needs someone who can put the ball in the net. Oh, definitely. Goffey's forgot. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, so the bit of... I, I didn't see it. Uh, I saw the tackle, but I'm not seeing it in real time. But there was I'm the same. People moaning uh, um, sort of the power, taking a bit of abuse about that tackle. And Frimpong and all that just looked like tackle to me I know <laughs> we got uh, we actually got copied today uh, from somebody who described it as a shocking tackle I was like I'd have to take it out I was like it's not it's not a shocking tackle it's just it's just pretty run of the mill and, uh, and obviously Celtic fans because you can see in, even in the slow replay he's, he gets a stud to the ball yeah. it deflects it away it, and it's his right. knee his knee yeah. goes into the back of Frimpong which it just is, happens it's yeah. just, there's no point in always making this uh, but it's just it's, Honestly, it's not, it's not just Celtic fans, like Rangers fans do this. No, all that's the, what they, Celtic fans. they do this all the time. Anytime one of the players gets injured, it's always this big thing about how Scottish football is too physical and how they don't get enough protection and how this is ruining the national team and the national game. Shut the fuck, fuck up. It's absolute nonsense. And I mean, I mean over the, the, the sort of times I've been watching Scottish football, talk about physical teams. Walter Smith's Rangers. <laughs> I know. Uh, like the Martin, Martin O'Neill Celtic. Team. I mean, are you having a laugh? And like you've had Celtic have had Scott Brown patrolling the midfield for the last decade, who um who I rate and, and I like I think he's been a wonderful player in Scottish football. He's like the baby godfather almost of it. Well, Scott Brown, he, like, he likes a dirty tackle now well, and again. Well Scott Brown claimed today uh, that if he'd done it everybody would be calling for it to be a red card. You never get sent off <laughs> <laughs> you know, all, the, like, all these tackles that he does, like, there was someone done one recently, uh, we got them all these tackles this year. Uh, all the bad ones where he's went over the top of the ball I think it was one against Hibs it was one against Hearts there's quite a few uh, and he's not been sent off for any of them and I'm not saying that referees are scared or whatever I'm not bored but I'm not bored with that but there's no point for these arguments it's, oh, everyone gets the same shit going on and they're just tackles and nobody's against you you win every match <laughs> Um, and another team who wins every match Rangers um, they beat St Mirren 1-0 at Ibrox with a Jermaine Defoe goal so they managed to get through with Morello suspended happy days yeah just about they, they really didn't play well by accounts second game on the spin not playing well at home yeah a bit, if you uh, are concerned I mean, with, I, mean that again. I mean without Morello so I think they would maybe struggle a little bit but you, I mean what else can you say about this they didn't play well, but Simon were always going to struggle to. They just didn't have any ambition in that game. It was the banks of uh, a bank of four and a bank of five in front of it, yeah. being like, not a chance. Like, yeah, but this is what they basically. This is the kind of game I think last season they would have drawn or maybe lost. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kyle Lafferty wouldn't have scored. No, it's not Predator in the same yeah, way. Yeah, Jermaine Defoe is, and that's why they got Defoe. And. Come the end of the season, if they're champions, the, the full signing will end up being absolutely massive for them. Because this, this is what it is. He's no, un, undoubtedly nowhere near as good a player at this stage of his career as Morelos is, but 
for, for the Scottish Premiership. For, do you mind the photo? He's sitting on the bench all the time, shows you the strength that the Rangers have in attack. And we spoke about this before um, on another podcast about how perfect um, they are as a duo, not playing together, yeah. but replacing each other. You've got one who is the biggest nuisance in the league in terms <laughs> of like that. They'll be the biggest handful. And this isn't a discussion about who's better at him, Edward, but Morelos is just must be so hard to play against a constant you'll never get a minute and I don't mean that you'll either skillfully or niggling at you or fighting with you like you're always going to have to be doing something to deal with this guy and then when he gets tired and you're tired then they bring on like the they bring on the guy who just runs away from you constantly who's like so experienced so sharp uh, has made a, a sort of career and a, is a millionaire out of buying a yard in the box and pinging it in whose finishing abilities probably even now, including everyone, probably still probably maybe the best finisher in the league overall. Uh, and when you bring someone like that on, when you've already dealt with that, it's just such an amazing weapon. Uh, and as you're saying, now that you're not relying on like Lafferty or something, that Morelos can be suspended now. Yeah. Uh, and they get it through. And I think Rangers just be delighted as well, off the back of winning that old firm game, going into the break. Ah, it's not the same they, as... They, just like, they, this is just... We need to get this one, and then we can start building momentum again. Because it was um, this time last year with the same. We went, they went into Kamarnock and Jr. Changed it a wee bit too much, and it was a draw, wasn't yeah. it? Was really and, yeah, because yeah, you yeah. brought in both. And the just basically four, squandered the advantage. Of, yeah, uh, he, he changed the the formation and yeah. brought in Defoe and Davis to the start of the Defoe scored, but didn't really play well. And Davis was Davis didn't play well for about two months. It was clear neither of them were match fit. And that, yeah, that was the game. That was kind of the turning point last season. Uh-huh. He fucked it, basically. Uh-huh. And it would, there's nothing really to him, and they'll be delighted to get it. 1 0, no confidence. They had the one chance, but the they one, didn't yeah. take it. Like and they'll, they'll, just, they'll just get on with their lives. Uh, one bad thing, though, uh, Kyle McGuinness might be out for the rest of the season. Mm. Might have done his knee. He's been playing more centrally recently, I'm right in thinking, eh, rather than um, <laughs> sort of out wide. I'm pretty sure. So, I say that, what McGuinness, I'm always told, is good. And then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah I have him McAllister I keep hearing him's good and then I watch him and I'm like you're alright uh, yeah you don't actually do anything either <laughs> you play, you're playing as sort of like the attacking wide players or whatever they're sort of meant to be the creative players uh, give me fucking Obika thine into the roof of the net mm. every day of the week <laughs> definitely in terms of like sort of this going to uh, um, oh, I, didn't, I don't know if I've said this in the podcast yet uh, Obika I think is it his cousin his cousin or his brother uh, definitely family relative is uh, Lamar Probably. Is there any justice in the world? What about now? I'm 50 50. Yep. Same guy. Yeah, brilliant. I think he's his cousin. From Fame Academy. Yes. Yeah. Was he on the same one? No, uh, it's David Sneddon. David Sneddon. There's only one series of Fame Academy. No, because there was another one where. Was it not Alex Parks? Who's that? She was the lassie. No, was she not the same one? Did she not. She not win it. No, because David Sneddon won it. David Sneddon won it. Who was the last who finished second? Because Lamar finished oh, third. This is when, when we were kids, and our, like, some of our pals had Fame Academy nights where they went into my mate's garage and they would drink, <laughs> watch Fame Academy, and vote. It's a true story. It's mutual friends of ours, Craig. Uh, that, that's, David Sneddon won it, because he done what was his song again? Paisley. Ah, uh, he was Paisley. He sits alone at a table. He was always rubbish. I always, I always. I think he's gone on to have quite a successful songwriting. Yeah, career, because he, his songwriting was right. his main thing, okay. and that Fame Academy allowed that, and he just. He it was realized. an actual talent contest yeah, as opposed he, he to realized. some glorified he, yeah yeah it's not for <laughs> Teddy, <laughs> Teddy Teddy Sheringham dressed up as a tree singing <laughs> you missed that have you <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, that an actual happened. thing that's happened yeah, by yeah. the way well while I was away yeah because uh, I, I don't know the show I just saw it on Twitter there's a show where so it's, it's it's mask celebrities or something and they, you figure out who they are and they do it and he sang Will Young was it Will Young Evergreen 
I don't know. I've not watched it. Uh, it's a song of that ilk. Okay. Uh, and he, but Terry Shane was dressed up like a tree, like the guy in. They're all wearing like ridiculous costumes. You've just got to guess the pop. Right. The, guy, the, 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 the wee thing in Guardians of the Galaxy. Groot. 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 Like, like that. And you're just singing away, and you're like, that, that is why. What's Teddy Sheridan been doing the last year? Yeah, yeah. You've managed for a little while. Yeah, 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 for this moment. And then you're like, oh, maybe I understand why Andy Cole hated these guts. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I that, that's, that's Andrew Cole to you Andrew Cole yeah <laughs> um, so I that's what happened while we were away um, <laughs> and uh, we're talking about what agricultural football was sitting in so the kings of agricultural football don't hate me saying that Livingston <laughs> um, this was this was a bit I watched I watched this game and I watched here we go game. so I watched the game everyone so we're not just going to talk shit about Jermaine Defoe and I'll find him in there <laughs> right, uh, Livy 1 uh, St Johnston 0 further take it away this was a better game ultimately a better game than the Aberdeen Motherwell game even though it was the same scoreline this was played at a much higher tempo for the first 20-30 minutes that didn't necessarily make it a good thing it was just a complete farce uh, just <laughs> so kind of disjointed nobody really seemed to have a clue what they're doing a little organisation the ball just pinging around everywhere everybody running fast but nobody actually doing anything with it it was a cold night to be fair yeah right. but the last the last hour I would say was decent <laughs> enough football both teams maybe should have scored more than they did uh, Ohio, Johnson definitely O'Halloran yeah. had three great chances should have been in one of them had a pen as well at one point from what the highlights uh, yeah I can't uh, remember the instant I just said should Halloran have a pen <coughs> yeah I, I watched that back a couple yeah. of times it's certainly that first half when he got yeah. a knock and then uh, the goalie wins the ball so it's not a, it's definitely not a foul for the goalie but he did the last defender which I think was Kieran Brown does just seem to tend to maybe try to knock him over uh, before he gets there maybe that on its own wasn't enough for a penalty but yeah I did that was one I did rewind back and was like oh what is that yeah. uh, so I wasn't quite sure but just to talk about this, I think you just have to focus on Lyndon Dykes and Scott Pittman uh, basically acting as the forward pairing for Livy. Pittman played well in the first half, but a bit deeper, uh, just kind of getting forward to support, few interceptions. He had a great tackle on Halloran quite early in the second half where Halloran basically done his thing where he picked up the ball from the edge of the box, just ran like fuck <laughs> for about 40 yards, but Pittman managed to keep up with him and just kind of hooked it from him. One of those tackles you hook it from him and take the ball as well. And just like, oh, oh cool ones. Yeah, it's one of those ones where you're fan. I think, you to, I think you have to stand up and just but, applaud. And, just, and then the player just jogs off with the ball, yeah. uh, like looking around because they know they've done something cool. That's <laughs> another love thing we see in football. When players know they've done something good, you can see them, they start looking around, like try to look for a really good pass to make. Nobody just wants to make a simple five yarder. So you want like, Arms are out like that. Right, I'm going to spray it now. <laughs> but the second half, Pittman was generally a lot more closer to Dykes, and that helped. Dykes, it, you can just it's see, a waste having a player like Dykes not getting someone close to him. Where his ability, but right? even in the first half when he maybe didn't quite have his, his good support, you can still see how important it is to Livy. He didn't even play that well in the first half, but he's just such a great option to mm. have. Just to fling the ball near him, and he's just. Quicker and taller and stronger than most players in the park, it's and he's not—he's not got a bad touch as well. Get him capped. Yeah, I mean, maybe. The, the, last, <laughs> um, the boys were talking about that on uh, last week's podcast. Well, Monday's podcast. Yeah, um, if Lawrence Shagger could get a cap, Ankle and the Dykes could get a cap. Like Craig <laughs> Anderson was there. Like Graham and Craig would talk about, it, and Craig, I think, was champion at saying he definitely would do it. He's, he said, we don't want another Martin Boyle now. Ah, well, because now you're thinking that Martin Boyle come out because come back. Like you're fucking brilliant. <laughs> Like, um, but like, so you don't want you want like um, so Craig Adams basically saying someone's going to cap him. It's yeah. going to be Australia or, or Hibs and part of me also. Or Hibs. Uh, sorry, Australia <laughs> or, uh, or Scotland. 
Uh, hopefully, I'm, I'd love them going, but uh, hope that if we can get the, uh, Australia in the Copa America and if we can get them lined up with Dykes and Boyle playing, that's that's what we want. Uh, one thing to say to Stevie May, we we'll say this often, uh, yeah. it's just very depressing. Yeah, yeah, it's and sad. The, the, I noticed it was almost changeable because obviously you've got, you got a bit more confident from scoring at the weekend. And so early on in the game, from the highlights, he looked confident. He looked. I was like, "Oh, there's that swagger back." And then by the end of the game, it completely gone. It was, well, like, even it was, then, like, it was just like a. <laughs> even, even then, it was fairly early on. They had an opportunity where I think he'd, uh, somebody won, uh, won the ball back high, and there was a few options. It was right. There was a howl, and maybe even somebody else as well. And May had the ball on the edge of the box, and he really just had to make a decision. Just make a make a probing pass. Do something. Force the issue, and he didn't. He, he looked too timid. And he eventually just held on to the ball for about three seconds, by which point about, you know, five Levy defenders would come back and then he just played like a, a backwards pass to somebody and just recycle possession. I was like, you need to do something. And then there was another moment in the second half as well, I think quite early in the second half. Betty's run well, stayed on side, down the right wing. But as soon as he, like, beat the defender to the ball, but as soon as he got to the ball, he just saw it again. He just didn't really know what to do with it. Didn't look confident enough in any idea and just kind of played a... Across the ricocheted off a defender and I think went right to the goalie. Uh, Callum Booth still playing Premiership football in 2020 is a bit of a, a strange one for what, me. What, pinging like, long, long bangers at the top corner last weekend? That's what I saw. Well, he's weaker right oh, the Scottish yeah, Cup. Yeah, though, no, the Scottish Cup because yeah. then he doesn't look once yeah, <laughs> for, uh, yeah, for uh, Pittman's goal. It's just like, I was like, how did, like, when you, you, when you watch back again, you're like, that's gone in. And I'm like, right, how did they actually score that one? And you're like, Ah, Livia are attacking with three players. The five Saints defenders back. All right, it's Cal has just not looked at all once. <laughs> yeah. uh, he was like, he has absolutely no idea. Where, Scott Pittman could be nicking his lunch money. Like, uh, like, oh. I noticed that, that. That also like that same thing was happening in the Celtic game. I think it was there. Yeah, yeah, you're right. There's just so many. There's so many numbers back, and they're all like attracted to the boy. Like, surely someone's going to stop it, and then no, they don't. Uh, and, but I like the Livingston goal. I think Pittman deserves credit for the finish. It looks and easy. Loss, it was so well left by Loss. Yeah. As well. yeah, like yeah. It's so easy to snatch that. Yeah, and then Pittman sorts his fear really quickly because he's fallen over and then diverts it in the goal. But Livy, man, I mean, what they they are now, well, they're two points out of the hips, so that means they're six points behind Aberdeen. It's pretty impressive. Right, they're on a really good run right now. I think uh, I've much, much better the goal difference in the hips as well. Yeah, they've got eight on it, so that, they basically got three. Like, yeah, so. Lost only once in. Ten or something like that, and they've potentially signed one of the best keepers going. They, they, they were raving did, about McCrory. He did have a dodgy moment. He made the, he did well with the saves, the O'Halloran saves in the first half. Uh, was it both in the first half? I can't quite remember. The, the first two O'Halloran saves because he, he done well to to take up the right position, mm-hmm. make the angle as hard as possible. It wasn't spectacular. I was, I was just basing that on Livy fans online being like, but they, they, they've, they've, oh, they've gone full in on the McCrory. He did look dodgy at Haaland's third chance. He kind of came for the, there was a, I, a bit of a mix-up and Jay Wright kind of knocked it back to Haaland. Haaland had a kind of, not an open goal, but the goalie wasn't there, but the defender on the line blocked it. Yeah, but Rangers keepers don't get in trouble for bad fouls and stuff like that as well. If they're keepers, they're fine. One on I suppose yeah, McGregor can do it. Come What's set up against him? Yeah, 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 I've seen him get sent off, definitely. Um, and last and least, yes, uh, definitely least. Um, did up at Dingwall where uh, our good friend Joel Sked was up there. Uh, we're going down with Daniel, Daniel Stendhal. Stendhal. <laughs> I brought it home. 
air away. <laughs> there is a good, there is a good chance now because I mean that was actually a big, big week, uh, big game for them. Because what do you mean big chance? We've clawed it back. It's only four points. Yeah, right? but like I mean, Aki's in St Mirren away at Easter Road and Ibrox. Uh, they are like tough games. Uh, St Johnson away to Levy. I mean, we'll get St Johnson. Um, and like, I think a big talk, like winning, big winning, winning, oh, no. winning, winning that was a was a was a. Yeah, big, it was big talk. They're fucking shite. Uh, well, Joel said in the first half, um, Hearts were absolutely atrocious, which is strange because I thought they might have started quick because after their Airdrie game, uh, they, like, I know it's only Airdrie, and I know we could talk about all that discussion, but putting that aside, just there must have been good feelings after that, some good vibes that. Of, of, of finally. But Joel was very clear that it could have been two or three. By Which half is weird because the biggest problem was that there seemed to be hesitation amongst the Hearts players whenever they lost the ball on what to do, whether to drop back or whether to press. So they didn't end up doing a half-hearted press, and that's the worst thing you can do because it means yeah. that you're open. You, you, don't, you don't win the ball back, and everybody's out of position. <laughs> uh, so some that's, defend- that's some innovative German coaching right there. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I think the, so. I don't know. That's a bit concerning because are the players not buying in, or was this just a kind of off day? Because you're away from home and Hearts are fucking notoriously dreadful away from home anyway. I mean, you're notoriously dreadful at home as well. Is well that recently, it? yes, <laughs> but I mean, I mean, over the last twenty years, oh, right, dreadful yeah. away from home. So Hearts teams don't travel well, even when they're you know actually decent. But the, Ross, according to Joel, the Ross County um, sort of went with their usual four four two. Uh, with Mullen and Spittle right and left, and he was saying that they actually were playing the the Stendhal way now with the with the, the hard press up the. Up it. And he said Vigers looked to play it quickly forward, so they were and Mackay were just running the channels, and Hearts were just struggling to deal with that. So yeah, I kept clean quickly. Sheet, uh, I suppose yeah, these are. So I think the reason they kept the clean sheet was that John Suter is back and John Suter's very good. Yeah, well, that's what Joel said that um, he so, was. Outstanding, but his knees are broken biscuits, so there's a good chance he'll be. It's not his knee, is it? Not his knee. It was his ankle. Oh, it was his hip. Sons made the biscuits. It was his, he's, he's injury prone, basically. <laughs> Always something different. It's like oh. Achilles, hip, uh, and now uh, ankle. Oh, so he's still to do his knee then? Okay. That's yeah, that'll come. That's coming. And uh, in terms of defensively, Ross County, he's saying Cole Donaldson had his uh, is looking like the. Yep, I mean it was it was an interesting one. It's just one game, so we definitely should not get carried away by this. But Donaldson, obviously. He had a lot of potential before. United fans will forever insist he's the worst player of all time. Yeah. Uh, but I just think it's one of those things that, for whatever reason, while he was at United, both in the Premiership and in the Championship, the atmosphere oh, of the club, brought. whoever the manager was, whatever, he was that just made him terrible. Because as soon as he went to Inverness, he was a much better player and certainly one of the best defenders in the Championship. And he certainly has the physical... He's got the attributes to make the step up. And yet, and I, I mean, because you're sort of, you were making the joke about a big clean sheet for Hearts, but Ross County getting a clean sheet is actually a really big deal. Cause yeah. They, Although they were playing Hearts, so. Mm. <laughs> <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> right, off, off here another week, I was having a chat with on WhatsApp a friend talking about how he thinks Scott Allen should have been dropped. Uh, and I was like, oh, it's, it's a, a lot of people say he's playing poorly, and I get that, but I was like, he's still got, he's one of those players that can change the game, it's a tough one, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, he's still got two assists. Against Hearts at Tynecastle, for example, and then Phil instantly just said, there, "That doesn't count." It's <laughs> <laughs> like half an assist. Uh, yeah, he wasn't involved in the conversation. Just got Stephen. That's what happens. All right, well, it doesn't matter then. <laughs> um, but second half, Hearts. Um, 
I think roared back would be a bit much, but got uh, better. Got better from being absolutely. Uh, brought on again. This happens quite a lot. Brought on Uchi uh, looked better by Uchi being in the game, but didn't score because Uchi uh, can't score. Can't yeah. score. Can't score. His decision making the final third is rotten. So is it making that Uchi's almost like your best defender? Because <laughs> he take, he, he, he'll take the pressure off the second best defender off of John Suter. Yeah, so he'll you up the pitch. Yeah, he'll get you up the pitch, and it'll stop like teams just constantly attacking you. But also, it will be the most frustrating thing because you'll get yourself excited occasionally. He'll do those mental step overs that he does, and then he'll uh, lose the ball. And I think a problem for us in this game is struggle to keep the ball as well. And I could have told you that before kickoff with uh, the team line up on a four four two that had Oli Bazanich in it and uh, a new signing and Lewis Moore. I, I could have said that we're going to struggle to knock passes around here, and that's what happened. I think once. I think Michael Smith has now just been fully seen as a midfielder now. I think once he returns to the midfield, and if they can buy another centre midfielder, or if somehow Peter Harring can come back, then they might be in good shape. But why was it? Why did the Henderson didn't start, did he? No, he came on. Why is that? I mean, he was really good against Airdrie, and again, I know it's a bit surely when. Yeah, I've, I've thought I think my heart's now. It's like if people are confident, I would get them. I'd keep the like let the momentum go. You like, stick with Moore rather than Henderson. I'm sure there are reasons for it, but. Yeah, I was surprised by that as well because Henderson got the better write-ups against Airdrie than Moore mm. did. I think Moore played all right as well, but Henderson and was kind of the star man for a lot of fans. Okay, and then there was the debut for what is it, Donis? Donis, a Deji. He's going to score in every city, and he's going everywhere he goes. He scores goals in every city. Well, Dingwall's not a city; it's a town. So yeah, maybe, that's, maybe, there, that's, yeah. maybe that's score, maybe that's maybe that's put the asterisks. Just got away Aberdeen, away. Park this on the cup. Home and away against him. 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 Home and away against He's going to score away at St Johnston. He's going to score four goals. He's going to score against Thistle in the Cup. He might, well, he might, he might score against Hicks at Easter Road as well. Well, he's certainly not going to be scoring if he falls in his arse every time we get a cutback, which is what, uh, what obviously I'd only saw the... Wait, Thistle in the other Cup, what are we uh, talking about? He fell in his arse right away, which obviously, was, for fans' point of view, it was good after reading, oh, I, 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 ah, no. <laughs> you're, a, you're a heart striker, aren't you? And, uh, um, and uh, so um, Joe was saying he was unimpressed, but... At least if the guy's got pace and energy, which is what Rob was telling me, I think you can maybe bring, yeah, well, bring because... someone in a bit average and like heart, could, it could actually be a big thing because of how... Let's, let's put it this way, Repli- he's replaced Jake Mulraney. You got, money. you got money for Jake uh, Mulraney. Uh, I don't know, like a harsh tax. I'm now questioning Atlanta's investment in Aberdeen Football Club because of this. I mean, maybe these guys are just fucking idiots. You've got to think so. <laughs> um, um, what's it, Atlanta and the MLS? Aye. Yeah. They play like 70,000 sellouts. Like they're. Fucking hell, Jake. Well done, son. Go and enjoy yourself. You've got my best wishes because you were shite for hearts, which I like. <laughs> now you can, uh, now you can go, you go. You go and enjoy yourself there. But, uh, but, but so. It's, like, it's really hard for us because I was, I was expecting something to follow on that energy, but it's. It's teetering, whereas at that moment that you can beat off Rangers. Rangers I, thought, I don't know if anyone has it to hand. Can I get the fixtures for the next game? Because I'm going to try and work out. So Hearts are going to get thumped by Rangers. No, I'm not right. I'm going to say it right here. I think Hearts will play very well against Rangers, but take no points from the game. 
Pointless. So, <laughs> uh, I don't think they'll get humped. Right, okay, so they'll get beat off Vader. And who are the other lads playing? Who are the hammies? Um, who are the hammies? The hammies. Oh, yeah. sorry, I thought you were just search fixtures coming no, up. No, no, I was like, but I'm trying to work out because it just... But I said, me and Joel spoke about this, oh, and with Duncan as well, right, like the uh, Christmas one. Hamilton at home at Livy. Yeah. Uh, St. Johnson at home at Killy. Yeah. Mm. And on the Sunday, St. Martin at home at Aberdeen. Uh, oh, this could be a real weekend. Like, <laughs> <laughs> this is like this. That, that, that's oh, what I was going to ask. When they write the book of Hearts relegation, this will be seen as a pivotal week. This yeah, because own, I mean that this they, weekend will have its own chapter. You're going to because Hearts are most likely to get beaten. I would say all those teams around you are playing games where they will fancy a game where they can pick up points, and if it gets to seven. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Great escape time. Uh, I can't wait. Well, Daniel Sendles, your Daniel Sendles, sorry, it's great escape. I'm looking forward to seeing it. Uh, well, thanks very much for joining me. Like this is my show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Graham Norton now. Um, uh, thanks very much. Of all, of, all, of all the people who host shows, yeah. that's Graham Norton. Yeah, the is. best one. Well, well, not not the best, but arguably the most well known. Um, yeah, yes. He's seen the people he gets on his bloody show now. It's bloody unbelievable. Um, but considering back in the day he just used to talk about cocks and fannies <laughs> yeah. uh, now, now, now he's like so you'll probably end up getting knighted or something like that Sir Graham yeah. Sir Graham Norton I can see it even though you're only cool if you turn it down um, <laughs> but uh, if you want to listen you hear that Andy Murray uh, yeah don't do it um, we've got um, you know we know all the things Twitter do we do anything on Facebook anymore no, Facebook's no, no. dead it's dead it's dead to me anyway it was never alive for me I never went on it <laughs> uh, you can get at Tennis Podcast. Take tennis. that, take Zuckerberg. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's the shares just plummeted right there. <laughs> um, tennispodcast.net, uh, at Tennis Podcast. We've got all sorts of shite that go up all day, all day, all the time. Fowler's back as well, so it'll actually go up at the times that we say. Um, <laughs> uh, but we're going to just run away now and do a Patreon where Duncan's going to do a quiz, which yep. will be fun because that means you can play along at home and you can... If you want to fancy being honest, you can maybe even tweet us in your score. How about that? So join us over there, but it costs you money. So if you want to play a quiz with me, Fowler and Duncan, give us five quid, and I'll see you later. <laughs> Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.